It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 24th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Coming with you with a Friday afternoon episode, kind of a quick turnaround here. Uh, as the Orlando Magic take on the Los Angeles Lakers on Saturday at noon in their second scrimmage. We'll be back either Saturday night or Sunday after Magic's practice, so Sunday afternoon, uh, to, to, to discuss that game and get ready for Monday scrimmage. So going to kind of do a short burst here, just have a couple quick points I want to make uh, before we dive into the game itself. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Search search gravity download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you could only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Los Angeles Lakers? Check out Locked On Lakers. They'll have a recap of the Lakers game against the Dallas Mavericks uh, from Thursday, a game that was certainly very interesting to watch. Uh, you know, the Mavericks and the Lakers putting up 100-plus points in a 40-minute game is, is certainly a, a thing. Um, you can check out podcasts out wherever you download podcasts. Plus, we've got great podcasts in the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, and college too, especially with MLB opening day. A good time to check in on your favorite baseball team. No matter what team it is you cheer for or want to learn a little bit more about, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The jury is perhaps out on Thursday's performance. Um, you know, we, we sat here and talked a lot about Thurs- about sorry about Wednesday's game against the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, and there was certainly a lot of good and certainly plenty to work on. Um, I would I would say I would say it was a fairly encouraging day. Number one, no one got hurt, which is always thing number one, especially in this situation. Um, but 
more than that, you know, the Magic looked fairly organized. You know, they were able to run through their offensive sets pretty well. They they hit, you know, they only made 42% of their shots, but they were able to get to the foul line, were able to get into the middle of the lane pretty easily. They, you know, generally, I thought, you know, did pretty well to kind of get themselves into the flow of things. I thought it was, uh, certainly for me, my personal opinion, it was a better performance than I expected, certainly on the offensive end. Defensively, there's still a lot to work on. They gave up too many middle drives, um, and and too many three and that opened up the three point line a little bit. Uh, I, I didn't think they were particularly physical uh, defensively, but that might have been by design. Um, and the second quarter, of course, was just really really bad. But a lot of that was just because they were playing a second unit that just isn't one they're going to use uh, when the games actually count. Um, you know, a big key that I think Steve Clifford's going to have to figure out, and something that he hinted we might see a little bit more in Saturday's scrimmage. Um, is seeing re- more regular playing groups. So we'll, we'll play a 48-minute game on Saturday. Um, I, I doubt the starters will play very much into the fourth quarter, even so. Um, I, I think the Magic are still being super cautious with minutes at this point. Um, but overall, it, it overall I, I, I felt Wednesday's game was, was a very positive step. And, and certainly, you know, kind of the, the big takeaway was, okay, n- now we have something to build off of. Now we have something that we can base our analysis and our development on. And, and the coaching staff, I think, was was really happy to have that game tape to kind of break down. Clifford said after practice Thursday that uh, that a lot of the mistakes the Magic made, defensively especially, you know, because I think they've installed just kind of a basic shell coverage. A lot of the mistakes they made were just details that the Magic just had not gone over yet. A lot of the practice time the Magic have spent has been on just playing, just kind of trying to get guys conditioning back up. Because, yes, while everyone is in shape, they're not in basketball shape. That's that's kind of a cliche that's used so much, that's kind of thrown around all the time, of guys just not being kind of... There's a difference between being in shape, which all these guys are. I mean, they're, they're top-end athletes, and being in basketball shape. And you can really see that during Wednesday's game, honestly, and both teams, honestly. Um, I felt like both teams, you could tell, were just a, a half step off, especially defensively. Um, and you could just kind of tell that they, you know, didn't always have their legs under them. It took it took the Clippers a while to kind of settle into the game and, and kind of get their rhythm going. And, and they certainly found it in that second quarter, especially. Um, but, you know, the Magic, you could tell, were just, you know, still trying to feel their way off, feel their way out. And at this point, that's okay. Like, again... I think it's really, really important to set realistic expectations here. It's really, really important to say, okay, the score doesn't matter. It's just about getting out there and playing. And and do you, especially that first scrimmage, do you look organized? Do you look like you know what you're doing? Do you look like you have something you can build off of? And and again, I consider game one a success because that's exactly what the Magic did. It looked like they had something they could build off of. It looked like they, you know, knew fairly what they were trying to do. Again, second quarter accepted. The second quarter was certainly a, a major struggle where the team just kind of looked a little bit lost. They weren't able to get into their offense, and they weren't able uh, to kind of get out and transition the way that they want. You know, Michael Carter-Williams was forcing a lot of things. Uh, they had James Ennis and, and Terrence Ross forcing a lot of things. It's It wasn't a great effort there. Uh, or not a, it wasn't, the effort, I'm sorry. The effort wasn't wasn't bad. It was just a, a, a poor kind of execution, and, and, and that's something that the Magic will have to clean up. And honestly, I think a lot of that comes from changing the rotation. But something Clifford said after Wednesday's game certainly rings true, and it's something that certainly continued to ring true as the team now prepares for its second scrimmage. Um, Clifford said after the game on Wednesday that, you know, guys are just at different places um, with their conditioning, with their, uh, 
with 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 everything. Um, you know, guys, just you know, some guys are are in better shape and have taken taken things up quickly. I mean, you could certainly see that with how Nikola Vucevic played, with how Aaron Gordon played, even with how Michael Carter Williams played. And some guys just might need a little bit longer. Um, you know, Evan Fournier really struggled. You know, he missed all of his shots. Um, you know, and he didn't take bad shots. And and I think honestly. What I was really happy with about the way Fournier played in Wednesday's game was it, he didn't force anything. It, it didn't feel like he was trying to do too much. He kind of knew he didn't have it, and and so he he stayed you know stayed with open shots which he missed. But um, again, I, I'm I'm very much process over results at this point uh, of of the training camp and of the season. And so, you know, and, and you know, DJ Augustine also struggled. James Ennis also struggled. You know, guys are kind of getting themselves back in rhythm. And, and James Ennis spoke to the media on Thursday and said very much kind of a similar notion and a similar similar thought that, you know, he said, I'm still getting myself into shape. You know, I, I am still, you know, in, in some ways recovering from COVID-19. There was a two-week gap where he couldn't do anything. Uh, and so he is playing catch-up. So, so are a lot of players on this team. Um, you know, no, most notably, Markel Fultz is still out. Um, Steve Clifford said he is out for Saturday scrimmage. He has not even begun. He has not even been cleared to do five-on-five activity yet, and it's not because of any injury or anything. It's just conditioning. When you know, when you've been out, you know, he was outside of the bubble for a while. He wasn't able to play kind of physical contact. It's just the team is being really cautious with his ramp up. Mo Bamba is the same way. Mo Mo looked good. I thought Mo, you know, in his six minutes looked really, really good and 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 played well. But the Magic are being cautious. That you know, they 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 want to make sure his conditioning is good. They want to make sure he's he's learning how to properly run. With that weight, and you know, typically when you see a weight gain like that, you're able to kind of play pickup as you're doing it. You're able to, to kind of supplement basketball with strength training. And you know, unfortunately, the, the hiatus meant Bamba was only doing strength training, and now he has to be thrown into high intensity games essentially. And so, I think the Magic, especially because of their future, are being super cautious about it. Again, I get that that's frustrating for fans. I get that that's you know that fans are saying you know fans are saying oh they're there they can play. Why aren't you just throwing him in there? Well, that's not quite how the human body responds. And I think it's really, 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 really important to remember that everyone responds differently. Even if you start at the same time, even if you start in the same same shape, essentially, everyone's going to go at their different pace. And at this point, the Magic are more concerned about keeping everyone healthy and getting everyone through this than about you know rushing a guy onto the court. Granted, the Magic also know that the intensity of their games are going to be very different than the intensity of, say, the Clippers games. You could kind of tell the Clippers could kind of mosey through the game. You could tell they kind of flipped a switch at some point uh, to really get into into things. Um, whereas the Magic, you know, kind of had to kind of play at the same drumbeat. You know, they had to be really, you know, they, they know they have to be sharp. And, and the Magic were certainly sharp very, very early on. You could tell there was a good focus about that game in the first quarter. And honestly, I take more out of the first quarter than I do out of the second quarter of that game. I thought I thought the Magic were just really, really into the game early on, and I thought played very, very well. The Magic know that their games are super important, especially that first game against the Nets. And they know that they cannot waste any time once the seeding round begins, once their seeding games begin. And that's going to be ultimately be the key to the season, is, is how they play in those eight games, the eight most important games of the season. So... There is a balance. There's, there's no doubt about it. There is a balance between making sure guys are healthy and ready to play and able to play and a balance between understanding that there are some really, really important games on the horizon. The fact of the matter is, 
the Magic can't rush this process. Ultimately, they're only going to go as far as their health will take them, as their players will take them. And if a guy needs a little bit more time or they have to be a little bit more cautious with him at this point, that's what they're going to do. They're going to find a way to, to, to you know, configure the minutes to make sure guys are not handling more than they, they can. Certainly, there are players that are ahead. I would expect Nikola Vucevic to play a little bit more uh, in Saturday scrimmage, he looked very, very good and looked looked like he was he was in good shape. But again, he, that that may be that may be what our eyes are telling us in the game, and not what the uh, what the medical staff is seeing in their data and and their and their observations as well. Ultimately, health and safety is 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 the first thing here. Now, you know, the Magic are not going anywhere if their best players aren't on the court. And and while there is certainly a temptation to rush a guy onto the court, that could be catastrophic too. What you don't want to see is a major injury that will cost a player next season. Yes, this season is important. I'm not downplaying how important it is to make the playoffs. I'm not downplaying the importance of trying to make the most of this season. But as a team said, and they're dealing with Jonathan Isaac, you know, and, and, and several people have said that it's not just Steve Clifford, it's John Hammond, and I believe Jeff Weltman has said it as well. Jonathan Isaac's too important to our future to throw him out there when he isn't ready. And so, yes, there are good signs. He's playing five-on-five five and Markel Fultz isn't, but the Magic are not putting him out there unless they are 100% sure that he can handle it and only doing what he can handle. Um, if Isaac plays, I don't think we'll see him start. I think we'll see him come off the bench and, and play maybe five minutes at a time, if that. It'll be very similar to, to the kind of spurts that we're seeing from Bamba at the moment. So again, this is all to say it is all hands on deck. This is all to say... Everyone is moving at their own pace, and the Magic, you know, with a week to go before the games start to count, are letting everyone move at their own pace. The Orlando Magic will take on the Los Angeles Lakers Saturday. It'll be another scrimmage, a 48-minute scrimmage this time, and a chance to really see if the team is, has made any progress and has gotten has built up any conditioning after Wednesday's game. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And so we move on to the Los Angeles Lakers. It's out of the frying pan and into the fire, so to speak. Los Angeles Lakers lost to the Dallas Mavericks on Thursday in, a, in their scrimmage, but don't let the score fool you. LeBron James didn't play very much. Anthony Davis didn't play very much. And when they did, they were pretty good. Um, I'm Once again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. The score to this game does not matter. We'll use it as reference. You know, we'll certainly use moments where the team struggled and, and where the team succeeded, and, and the score is a measure of that. But I, I want to repeat this, uh, like I did for Wednesday scrimmage. The score does not matter. Um, you know, I would say the Lakers kind of eased themselves into Thursday's game. I, I didn't think they played. You know, same as the Magic. You know, same as the Clippers. Honestly, same as a lot of these teams you're seeing. You know, they're they're, they're not playing at full intensity yet. You could tell it's got a very preseason vibe. Um, you know, I, I've been surprised by some of the scores. I think teams are scoring a lot easier than I thought they would. Um, but a lot of that's just because of something that I miscalculated on my end, how defenses have not been super tied together yet. Um, I, I think that 
you know, from what I've seen, the team defense has been a bit of a struggle throughout the entire league. Um, You know, certainly both the Lakers and Mavericks scored over more than 100 points. Mavericks are an incredible offensive team anyway. But, um, you know, to do that in a 40-minute game is... It's not speaking well to defenses, and I thought defense would be something that guys could control a little bit more. Uh, whereas shot making and, and three point shooting, especially, is something that um, you know kind of goes away when you don't have your legs, when you don't have kind of the stamina and conditioning under you. Um, but you know, this is this is a game for the Magic that I think they they really have to be tied together defensively. I think I think what we want to see, I think the main goal from Saturday scrimmage is to see the Magic is to see the Magic play with a little bit more defensive intensity uh, and defensive togetherness, which where they where they struggled a little bit with some communication and, and again, some physicality issues, which I don't know if we'll see it, see them like ramp up their physicality in this game. But um, we really saw the team struggle, I think, uh, with those kind of defensive things. And, and a lot of that, um, as I think Coach would say, a lot of that's instinct and timing. A lot of that's communication. A lot of that's just kind of you know, knowing where you, where you are and, and it being kind of second nature to be uh, in the correct spot and in the right right place. Um, that is, I think that is going to be the biggest key for the magic um, in this in this game is to show progress defensively. If, if, you know, Wednesday, you know, Clifford said a lot of the things we struggled with were details that we hadn't gone over and you spend Thursday practice going over some of those details and, and kind of tying tying that tying those loose ends together and certainly Friday's practice probably doing the same thing then that's what you want to see so, so the big thing that I want to see uh, in Saturday's scrimmage is defensive progression I want to see the team play better play more together defensively than they did in in Wednesday's game um so so I'm expecting a better defensive effort now granted you're playing against LeBron James and Anthony Davis so you know you're you're gonna give up some tough shots to them. They they both, even though both look like they were playing at half speed, they both look like they were in good rhythm. They both look like they were able to to get the shots that they wanted. And so it's you know it's it's definitely not going to be easy. And 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 I think the Magic could probably play some good defense and still give up their fair amount of points. So again, it's it's again this is all still very observational. It's not so much stats based. It's not so much uh, what the final score looks like. Defending the three-point line is going to be key. Of course, the Lakers, a great three-point shooting team with Contavious Caldwell-Pope, with uh, now Dion Waiters, with with J.R. Smith, with Kyle Kuzma, who can hit from the outside. The Lakers are going to be able to... The Lakers can spread you out defensively. And so this is going to be a very, very challenging test. Offensively, the Magic need to keep, you know, need to keep moving the ball fairly well. They need to keep finding their way into the paint. Um, you know, unlike the Clippers, who are, you know, are still working Joachim Noah into the game, you know, the, the, the Lakers obviously have two big shot blockers in JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, both very capable of repelling shots at the rim. So Orlando has to make good rim decisions, which they didn't do so great in the second quarter of that game. Um, be smart with their drives and, yes, hit their outside shots if they want to win the game. Um, I, I would like to see the three-point percentage certainly come up. The Magic shot a, a really poor three-point percentage in Wednesday's game. Um, but, you know, really really kind of the big, big wrench that's thrown into this game is adding those final eight minutes. You know, I, I always say, you know, the 40 minutes of a college game between the 48, the, the eight minute difference between the 40 minutes of a college game and the 48 minutes of an NBA game is the difference between men and boys. Those eight minutes, you know, kill a lot of upsets and, and essentially end uh, end a lot of things for a lot of, a lot of players. I, I think that, I think that this is certainly a, a big, big opportunity, um, you know, or this is certainly a, a big test for this team to get to a 48-minute 40 40 game. 
Um, you know, I, I, even Nikola Vucic, I don't think, is quite ready to play his full minutes. He played, what, 21, 22 minutes? You know, he'll probably see him bump up to 25, 26, 27 minutes maybe in this game. Um, he certainly looked ready for it. Evan Fournier, I don't think, is going to play much more than the 21, 22 minutes that he played in the last game. Um, you know, uh, you know, I think it's going to be very... Aaron Gordon is probably going to be in that same range, 26, 27, 28 minutes. The team's going to still be very cautious with minutes, but I think we will see a little bit of a ramp up in minutes. And again, I think we'll see more normal playing groups. So I think a lot of the issues that we saw in the second quarter will be resolved by, you know, sticking Aaron Gordon into that lineup uh, instead of Gary Clark or, or whoever it was um, in that second unit that that struggled so much in the second quarter. This, you know, again, I, I, I feel like it always needs to be repeated. The score does not matter in this game. I don't care whether the Magic win or lose. I just want them to play well, look organized, look a little bit more tied together defensively, and, you know, have, again, have, show that they, you know, again, show that they made growth from Wednesday to Saturday, and then show that they can continue to make growth from Saturday to Monday, heading into that first seeding game. It's it it still has a preseason feel to this to this whole thing. So it's 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 it, even though we're we're getting close, we're a week away from the games meaning something. There is still a lot of work to do. You know, Steve Clifford I think said after practice on Thursday that you know we're not at a training camp level yet. Um, you know that, that that's just the reality that, that there's no way the team could be conditioned at a training camp level. So. A lot of the focus in practice has been on playing. It hasn't been on X's and O's. It hasn't been on installing things or installing things in live action. The Magic have been doing evening sessions or, or second set, second practices, or they were at least in their first week there, where they were installing some stuff and going over some stuff in a hotel ballroom. So it's not like the Magic are not working on this stuff or, or not adding these wrinkles in. They just may not be doing it in live action because they're just so intent on making sure guys are conditioned and ready to play. And playing is playing and getting these guys in that shape is far more important than than uh, installing new op- new offense or installing new defensive wrinkles that you you can't execute because guys are too tired. So again, I, I, I care less about the opponent. The Lakers are a tough opponent. They're gonna they're gonna do some things that that frustrate the Magic. They have the length that frustrated the Magic in, in the second quarter, especially against the Clippers. But Orlando made adjustments. They made changes, and, and that was a really encouraging sign. We'll see if they can continue that on. So again, the main goal on Saturday is to continue showing growth, to continue getting better, to continue looking like you're moving toward that that end goal of play of um that end goal of being ready to play on Friday um or next Friday against the Brooklyn Nets and again just taking another step forward in that process I think is the ultimate goal uh, for this team as as we get ready. Tip off for that game is at noon on Fox Sports Florida it also air on NBA TV if you're outside the Orlando area. Um, the Orlando Magic taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So that's going to do it for me. I told you it was going to be a quick burst today in this this afternoon afternoon edition of Locked On Magic. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore MD. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher. Tune in to Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. 
For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll have complete coverage of Saturday's game, and we'll be back here to talk about it uh, probably Sunday afternoon-ish. I'm hoping to get that up that episode after the Magic's practice availability on Sunday. So we'll talk either Sunday afternoon or Monday morning, um, or you know, early Monday morning, as we get ready for the Magic's final scrimmage on Monday against the Denver Nuggets. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.